everybody. Hi. Oh boy. Uh oh, did I do it again? No, no. I just, I just, I wasn't writing the the board properly. Proper modulation. Ah. I did not experience proper modulation. Um. Modulate. Hello. Sorry, we were a little late. Squeezer had to do something. I wanted to make sure everything was working appropriately. No, no, no. I just like to blame this you is... so people know it's not Oh, me. that's fine. You can blame. That's what I'm here for. I threw you right out of the bus in the group chat on Rad Years. I was like waiting on screen. Oh, well, I didn't <laughs> see that because I was busy uh... rebooting my computer. Hang on. Let me go defend myself. To be fair, this is probably the earliest we've been on as far as just to get going or on that day. Yeah, we we got going pretty quick. Uh, I, I was uh, we were watching um, we were watching the Phillies. They took the lead uh, while I was cooking dinner, and then we put Loki on while we ate dinner. Oh, nice! I I didn't. Uh... And you didn't see Loki yet? No, I was busy just getting stuff done around the house and getting ready for the show. And then I was also watching Goldust fight Savio Vega for the. Uh, Intercontinental title. Oh, it's a good use of your time. Yeah, I realized how little I'm going to uh, catch up on anything now if I'm going to be doing this, and I really like it. So, yeah, Loki's really good. Uh, I was really excited. There's an end credit scene in okay. this episode, Squeezer. Oh, nice! I like those. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, because it it. I mean, they're long, but it ends really like. Oh my god. Is it a long one? Because the one like, episode two, I thought was only like thirty. No, they've all been in the fifty-minute range, I believe. Which one did I? You're probably thinking of. Uh... It was another show that was only like thirty-five minutes, and I was surprised. Yeah, that was called Wandavision. No, no, like recently, like hmm. that I watched in between, and I'm like, hmm. well, it really stuck with me. So I guess that was thirty-five minutes well spent. So, um. Yeah, uh, Loki was really good. Uh, two more episodes left. Uh, I'm excited to see where they go. Wait, they're only doing five? Six. Four was tonight. That Wait, oh, that we are f we're four? Four was tonight. Huh. And there's two more. Wow, that's going fast. Sure is, pal. Sure is. Shit, this summer is gonna be over before. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be over before it even starts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy. Thanks. It's, it it buries the pain. What is? I don't know what I'm looking at. Um. Yeah, it's 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 about an hour and change away from July, Squeezer. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh shit! Mm -hmm. It's gonna be my birthday, mm -hmm. which means it's gonna be your birthday. Mm -hmm. July 9th, If you want to send me something, like a like a nice review. Speaking of, let's. I haven't checked oh. reviews and see. Ooh, that was at. a smooth transition. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I gotta check it on the app. It's not like it comes. Okay. I could I could easily check this. It's not like I get like an email. Hey, you have a new review. Yeah. I have to go on the really? app. Really? You just, should really uh, set up some kind of notification. Just like everybody else and check out my. What are? It's funny. We actually have a podcast and should be concerned about what people are saying. Meanwhile, everyone else in the world is concerned about what people are saying. 
about so, him. Uh, we do have a new review. It's from <gasps> B. Modry uh, on Thursday. He, he gives us five stars. Witty, educational, and outright entertaining. Educational. Uh, educational. So that's the thing. You, educational doesn't mean that it's, we're educated. True. It just means They're learning. you learned something. And right. you can learn wrong things. Like about our, our weird stories about our life. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, we educate you on yeah. all the little intricacies of us growing up. and It's the intricacies. private things that should stay private. But eh, what the hell? Uh, so he or they, I think it's he, um, I believe he hit me up uh, for some pins. I sent him some pins. I still have pins if you want. If you want the Halloween pins, Halloween's coming back up. The, they're glowing in the dark. Hit me up. Slide in my DMs. I've been listening for a good year now. Mm-hmm. And this show has definitely grown on me. I listen while I'm working, and I get excited when there's a new episode. In between waiting for new episodes, I've been catching up on past ones. Many of the other retro podcasts, while informative, tend to get stale. RK and Squeezer are informative, as well as highly entertaining. All caps. You have to give it a chance. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I like when you yell that we are highly entertaining in text. Yeah. Uh, We also got a review on uh, our... Disney shit episode on YouTube, Squeezer. And I will also. Still the greatest title we've ever had. Read, yes, YouTube. It's from Chasing Plastic. He said, Great episode. I went to Disneyland in 1985. I remember it was a great time. This episode made me relive that. Thanks, guys. Always great content. And you guys should come out to the big toy show in Carlisle, PA in August. Great show and fun time. I did not know about this. I like Carlisle. Yeah, but Carlisle's about, what, 90 minutes, an hour from us? I think so, yeah. Me driving forty five minutes. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll meet you there. <laughs> I'll go out the day before. Um, yeah, I I want to know more about this toy show in Carlisle. Uh, chasing plastic. Email me at rk at radiers dot com. Anyone can email me. Well wishes, wish wellers. <sighs> that being said, we have no negative reviews. Squeezer. Weird. Uh, it says I didn't get to it yet. Sorry. Well, were you going to tell me about what you had for lunch today? Uh, what did you have for lunch you, today? You probably smelled it when you came in, no? Uh, what was it? Uh, it was uh, I had a, a garlic roll from uh, uh, where's Benny like to go? What's the a Westgate pizza? pizza? Westgate pizza, yeah. What is a garlic roll from Westgate pizza? Uh, it's imagine like a um. Just a, a ball of dough, mm-hmm. just full of cheese and garlic. How big? Uh, an unhealthy size. I mean, not it, not unreasonable. Like if you, that's all you ate at your city, you're like, oh, that is a reasonable person consuming that. Yeah, but hold on, someone's here. Oh, oh, it's it's your lunch lady, Squeezer. Hi, Squeezer. Oh, my God. You had a garlic roll. Did you only have one? Did you get up for seconds? You know, like you used to always do. You can talk to the, the your lunch lady. It's not Alex Jones. I, 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 she caught me off guard. Um, yeah, do you have any more of those free hoagies, Miss Lunch Lady? Oh, don't go right into the stick, sweetheart. Or, uh, answer my question first. Did you only have one? I only had one. They only had one. So I had to go with the margarita, the slice of pe- slice of margarita on the side. You know? Oh, you got extra dinners. I mean, lunches. That makes sense. 
Well, no, it was one lunch, you know, just, you know, some people... Uh, well, there's the garlic roll, that's one lunch, and then the slice of pizza, that's two. No one has just one gut. Like, you eat chips with your sandwich, don't you? How is a slice of pizza any different than a bag of chips? It's roughly the same. A slice know. of pizza is not a side, sweetheart. Did we it is if you, you put it on, on the side. Pizza and Whitehall, except for that last day when we gave you all those hoagies. Oh, it reminds me of that time you tried to stuff your little pocket of your Charlotte Hornets jacket with beef stroganoff. I said, don't take all that beef stroganoff. You're going to get yourself constipated. Uh, you got me with the Hornets jacket. Um, alright, fine. If I can't have that, can I have my usual serving of soft pretzel, potato soup, and a lemonade, please? Alright, calm down. You're gonna get me all pumped up like your tennis shoes. <laughs> tennis shoes. My grandma, who, old people always called sneakers tennis shoes. <laughs> tennis shoes. My grandma used to be like, Ryan, go put your tennis shoes on. We're going to Perkins. And I'd be like, Grandma, I don't play tennis. She goes, do I look like I care what you play? Issues. Look, I get it. Like, how, like, you know, you kind of you stick with the style that you generally kind of grow up with, and, you know, you adapt a little bit. But, like, why do old people insist on just being absolutely as uncomfortable as possible? Like, Uh, the most poor, like, the straight cut pants, shirts tucked in, a belt, and suspenders, and then shoes just made out of wood. Because it's what they know. I know, but go just get a nice pair. Of, get, just get a cushy pair of sneakers. I'll give my grandfather that. He said, "Fuck it." And he just went and got something with Velcro. Speaking it's like the of, reverse. He's wearing what I wore when I was in like kindergarten. Do you remember the time you lined your Jan Sport with plastic so you could fill it up with meat sauce to dip your breadsticks in all day? Oh God, that was adorable. I said one serving, little squeezer. Ah, calling you out on this one. Because I despised the breadstick dunker sauce. Because I watched them. I stood there while they ran out. And there was just a little bit left. And they came over with a pot of hot water and just poured it in. So they had more. <laughs> Literally, it was just one of those like metal containers. Like one of those metal soup containers you drop into the heater. And they just poured hot water into the sauce. And we're all standing like, seriously? And then they just ladled in this hot red water. Oh, yes. oh, it looked it looked like if you threw up the dunker sauce, like the 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 meat sauce, like that's what it looked like. It's just this thin red chunky. Th- oh God, it was gross. Uh, old age has gone to me. It wasn't the meat sauce. It was clam chowder. You can't Ooh. see me do air quotes when I say clam. All right, well, we're, we're okay, Squeezers <sighs> Lunch Lady. We had enough of you for this show. Are you going to come back again? But, you know, just wrap it up for today. Oh, yes. I just I had such a good relationship with Little Squeezer back in Whitehall. Oh. She worked on commission. <laughs> uh, so you, you literally just sat there and listened to yourself. <laughs> mocking me and my lunch lady the practice <laughs> yeah i had to re-listen to the Good show job. i was like what did i do what was my shtick i was like oh i brought out the much to i just heard the door shut of the bedroom so 
Enchantress is probably like, knock it the fuck off with the bullhorn. Wait, wait. Oh, really? The bullhorn bothers her? How is that, that any worse than Alex Jones? <laughs> I mean, Alex Jones is like, listen, Squeezer. But it's no, not through a... I'm sorry. I, no, no. You didn't have to explain. You didn't have to show us. We know. Yeah, it's, not, know. it's not through a bullhorn. Like... Well, yeah, but Vin, you don't need a bullhorn for Vince, and he blows us all out. Yeah, of the but water. that's through a microphone. Like I am projecting through a bullhorn that's going throughout the whole house. All right. Huh? How do you think the cats feel? Then they got pointy ears. I feel like the cats like it. Oh. Uh, oh, I just something. I just heard the door shut. Uh, she kind of slammed. Maybe it. maybe it was the cats. I'm like yeah. oh, this fucking guy's at it again. You could definitely hear her frustration through the. It wasn't like uh, I'll quietly shut the door so he doesn't know he's keeping me awake. It was like, it's it's eleven o'clock at night yeah, and he's yeah, fucking doing a bullhorn. Yeah, so into a microphone. He's using a uh, bullhorn to do a bad impression, and okay, you know maybe like do get one joke out, and I say joke with air quotes, just like lunch lady said, clam chowder with air quotes, um, but like. You know, you're milking it. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. I'm closing the door. The door has been shut, so she's... She's, uh... Oh, Schmuffin's here. Hey, Schmuffin. Did, Hi, yeah, Schmuffin. Welcome to the show. I told you like it. Schmuffin, tell Uncle Squeezer how much you like the lunch lady impression. Yeah, did you hear that? Yeah, good. Thank you. Uh, look at that. Another positive review today. Yeah, that's, that's three positive reviews. Yeah. Probably the most we've ever gotten. Hmm. Oh, and speaking of Vince, I, I know that I, I told you this, like I texted you last night how, how good he was. Because it kind of overshadows, and we joke about it a lot, like Vince the character. Yeah. But you forget how good Vince was at play-by-play. Ah, what a maneuver! <laughs> but no, no, but he, the fact that he actually, like, he called a move. Yeah. And like he called the match at the same time, like moving the show along. It was amazing. It was it wasn't just vagaries that just clearly they're not even like paying attention. It was oh it was it, this is actually really fun to watch right now. Rod face lock. Oh god, let him go. Let him go. Oh no. We'll see how far I get. I started WrestleMania twelve, so WrestleMania twelve. It was the Iron Man match. Ah, the the um, HBK, and yeah, and, and he was all like Jack showing abs, and and Brett was yeah. all pissed. That's the one. That's the one where HBK comes down on the uh, zip line. Yeah, and Vince did it first. Yeah. Um, and then uh, because I, I, I I'm like, where do I start? And I figured I started there because then that next Monday is Mankind's debut. So I figure, the, the, and it's also, uh, and then Austin starts kicking in, and then his King of the Ring is coming up. So I figured March of 96 is a good place to start. So And you missed all this in the first run, right? Uh, at this moment, yeah. I came in, like, end of 96, I started kind of dipping my toes a bit, and then 97 is when I really came back full swing. The first when then that uh, Cactus Jack Triple H match where he gives him a pile driver through the table at the top of the ramp that was like my the first one where I didn't miss an episode after that. Mm. I remember reading because he 
uh, Cactus Jack, well, Mankind appeared on a taped Raw. And I remember reading about his first appearance on, I can't remember the website I used to read daily. So I'd sit in the computer room downstairs. My, ah, the computer room. Yeah, my dad turned, he took half our garage, put a wall up and a door. And one half was his like junk room shop. And then the other half was the computer room and had a television. And that's where I watched Raw every night. And I'd be on the computer, like, like, like participating in chat rooms watching i was a new nice. generation i want credit i lived through that shit and i watched i even watched wcw after hogan left and went to fucking wcw so i was watching both i was watching the nitro i remember the night the fucking nwo appeared i was sometimes a lot of time taping nitro because i'd fast forward through a lot of it just for like <laughs> the guys i like because it was really it was fucking garbage for a while yeah I, I I started doing that for a little while. I'm like, you know what? I'll 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 tape WCW. I'll, I'll watch. Well, actually, I taped them both. I had one VCR going upstairs. I had one going downstairs. And um, but and then uh, I I would tape WCW and then I go back to watch it. And then after a while, I just slowly just stopped doing it. No, as soon as I was allowed to stay up and watch it. I I watched every um. I watched I I was up for every raw. I never missed a raw. Like there was a while like I wasn't allowed to stay up that late. But it's because it used to be only two hours, kids, not three hours. So I used to be able. That, to... Yeah, that's the other thing. It goes amazingly fast, and especially with all the commercial breaks and yeah. shit cut out in like an hour and a half. Like I tore through. I'm like five episodes in already. Well, goddamn. I know I'm very productive in watching my 25 year old wrestling. 25 year old wrestling. Um. Yeah, I. I God uh, damn, 25. Shit. What? Yeah, it's 25. What is? That's 25 years ago. Yeah. I know. You're, yeah. You're old. Ah. Um. Did you see the trailer for Fear Street Part One yet? Mm mm. Did you ever? I'm sure you read. Well, no, never mind. I'm sure you've no. heard of Fear Street books. <laughs> uh, is that like that R.L. Stein? Yeah, R.L. Stein. Okay. Uh, they were like teenage versions of Goosebumps. Fear Street. Hang on. If I like see an image. Mm. It was R.L. Stein. Yeah, oh, I was just kind of like off the top of my head, like 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 R.L. Stein. All right, yeah, I think I remember. I, uh, I mean, I was a scaredy pants, so even like Goosebumps, I'm like, oh no, I might have bad dreams. Um, now, like these kind of became popular at St. Francis when we all started reading Stephen King. It was like oh, that's the devil's work. It was an easier to digest Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always liked them, but they're doing a three-part movie on Netflix. Oh. Yeah. Is it still geared at that audience, or are they going, like, making it R? It's rated R. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, the movies will be released over three weeks. Part one is this Friday. 
part two is on my birthday, July 9th, and part three is July 16th, the week after, so. Pretty cool. Hmm. Interesting. I wish... I wonder, like, are, are they reusing, like, the content there, or are they kind of just going off on their own and using just the branding of it? Oh, no, they're uh, honoring the source material. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, all right. I'll, I mean, when I'm done watching um, about 400 episodes of Monday Night Raw, I'll uh, get to that. You have to catch up on Loki, too. And Loki, yep. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a fun fun watch, so. Yeah, no, Loki, I'll, no, Loki, I'll definitely watch tomorrow. I'll catch up, but. Uh... Uh, all right, I guess it's time to start our show. We are talking theme Woo-hoo. park memories this week, and um, I think, did I go first last week or did you? Um, I did. Yeah, I, I did. thought so. I thought I go first this week. So yes. I'm starting to show off with my first theme park memory. A journey to the center of the earth. It originally was the, the mill chute. A menacing looking monster beckons you to board the boat. It was very, very popular in its day, which was corresponded with that Walt Disney movie that came out in that time period. And as you traveled through the center of the... <laughs> You know, they had like a troll and they had a boogeyman and there was all kinds of a big spider and a snake. When you were a little kid, they seemed really lifelike to you. That had a, a rumor about it that the ride couldn't put your hands outside the, the boat. Then, when you least expected it, you turned around a bend and you were going up a hill. And then you splashed down really hard and it was over. So I don't know that you ever really got to the center of the earth. I think it was probably more like a journey. <laughs> so that was um, someone took a, uh, a uh, news clipping and cut up all the footage of the ride itself. That's why it was all ah. over the place. But this was a ride at Dorney Park called um, Journey to the Center of the Earth, which you don't remember, right? No, no. And I can uh, attest to, I've probably been to Dorney Park I, I can count it on one hand, number of times I've been there. Ah, uh, okay. Well, um, my dad did some work for the chairman of Dorney Park, the guy who owned it before it was sold to, um, uh, before it was sold to Cedar Fair, who is now the uh, the owner, um, and he gave my dad. The free season passes for he said for forever for all of us and so there's one one year we went like every day and this was probably like 1990 well not every day we went every day my dad would take us my mom never went she probably never used her or even got her pass i remember with the passes they were laminated like blue back they're kind of big and it was like the they took your picture and cut it and put it in there you know it wasn't all it's like a like a credential like it was legit yeah, yeah, they were they were bigger. My dad held on to them, and and we got all in with with these passes. And uh, one of my favorite rides, it was kind of like underneath uh, the Thunderhawk, and I think they had to tear it up to put in uh, uh, Steel Force, which is my favorite ride in the park currently. Um, yeah, we went 
time i i go i was just there two weeks ago with uh, uh a week ago actually with enchantress and her her oh. friends from la um because they were like they were like she comes to me i we were in penn state and i got home and she could say, like, hey, they're thinking of going to Dony Park tomorrow. You, you're okay with that? I was like, fuck yeah, I'll go to Dony Park. Um, and Journey to the Center of the Earth is, at the time, the last remaining mill shoot rides in operation. So I never knew any of this. It was a mill shoot ride, and it was a tunnel of love originally. And they <laughs> really they reconfigured it in the 70s to be this like dark ride, Journey to the Center of the Earth. And there was like spooky scenes in it. And I don't know what they're saying about Disney. I was trying to find out stuff about about its history. And would you believe there's a lot of people who write stuff about Dorney Park um, from like on the internet? Like there's a lot I could find. You could find like plenty of stuff. I can believe that it's been around forever, and it's a legitimate amusement park, not like some of the ones I go to. Uh, so I, found, I just I, found, I never got to go. Old Mill, installed in 1927, rethemed Journey to the Center of the Earth in 1960, and dismantled in 2001. Not quite. It was dismantled before 2001. They dismantled it. Uh, I found this article. It was in the early 90s, and I found this article from February 8, 1993. Faithful fans mourn Journey's quiet end. It starts, A giant dragon monster haunched atop a flashing marquee lured countless number of people into Journey to the Center of the Earth which until recently was among Dony Park's oldest amusements. The ride at takeoff of Coney Island's Tunnel of Love was a spot for secret kisses. It inspired startled screams, sweaty palms, and racing hearts. It was hokey, full of Halloween-like scenes designed to frighten and amuse those who would venture through the ride's dark tunnel. It was a throwback to the past when a thrill wasn't measured by height or speed. This is Susan Todd for The Morning Call in 93. She pens oh, a well wonderful written. word picture. About eight weeks ago, Journey to the Center of the Earth was quietly disassembled by Cedar Fair, the Ohio-based amusement park giant that bought Dony Park last summer. Park officials said the 65-year-old Journey to the Center of the Earth has become too old and too labor-intensive. So it was just too expensive to maintain, and they couldn't get a lot of people on it really quick, so it just wasn't, mm. you know. And that was 93? Uh, it, 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 it was... Summer of ninety three was its last year. Yes. Okay. I so I probably, I probably was never even there before then. Really? Yeah. Oh, my dad was totally. We were not going there. That's you have to go into the city for that. You're going into town. That's, we're not going it's down not there. Anywhere near town? <laughs> oh no 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 no. You, it's close enough. Well, I guess we're. But see, we went to your part of town all the time because that was the mall area. Yeah, I know. And he also worked out there. Huh. It's his stockpile. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, no. It was it, it, he any anything involving going anywhere where there was a crowd of people that it wasn't. I, I, I well, unless it was Pocono, then you have like, you know, 100,000 people crammed in there, hammered, screaming at cars driving in a triangle. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He was. Very opposed. Like, he hated Dorney. I never... I don't think I actually ever went there with him. Like, if we went, it was with, like, another group or something like that. And uh, 
We were yeah, vehemently opposed to it. We lived. Vehemently. We lived just like now. I, I live. We lived so close to it. My old place that I lived before this current one. Remember when I lived over there? I would hear oh, yeah. the roller coasters in the crowd every weekend, like from my like like if I had my window open and I woke up, I would hear the roller coasters and stuff. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother me. It wasn't like too loud, but like no, I, I live. It's a cool. Uh... I, I it's kind of like it's not it's it's not a sound that bothers me. It, it's something no. like that. It's cool. It, it just it's to me like when you hear something like that and like oh I hear the the roller coaster. Yeah, it's it it's life. It's your community. It it just it's yeah. it, it, knowing that you're alive. I'm fine with that. You've been to this house too like, that I lived mm-hmm. at 13 years ago. For two years, I lived right across the street from Tony Park. Yeah, like not joking. Right, mm-hmm. so we'd walk over. I bought a season pass that year, and me and my friends would just we'd get hammered and walk over and ride the rides or go to. Well, of course, it just. I mean, you didn't have to. We all knew. Um, I just remember it. It caught on fire a lot. There was always like fires there, and my dad was a volunteer firefighter, and he'd always go there. He was at Dorney Park, and they they'd train there. They were allowed to like train when it was closed, like like climbing the roller coasters and stuff. For like rescue. Oh really? Yeah. Just oh, so they would just like oh, I feel like climbing up a roller coaster today. Uh, yeah. Uh, no thanks. I'm. Uh, maybe like I would climb steel for us. I'm like, oh, it's steel. But like, mm-hmm. uh, you're not gonna get my drag my ass going up even Thunderhawk. Maybe definitely not Hercules. I was never. Right, I was well, mortified. Don't blow ride. my picks. All right. Uh, so. The ride was built in 1927 by Philadelphia Toboggan Company, and it was one of the last rides of its kind, originally called the Mill Chute. Um, in 1960s, it was revamped to send pat- passengers into the bowels of the earth uh, to let them see monsters and hear strange noise. Bill Tracy, one of the designers who worked on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City, designed a huge fiberglass monster hoist the top of the ride's entrance. It, and it used to be a ride that drew people in because there used to be a road that went through Dony Park. So what you didn't pay to get in, it was like you go just like other places you go and buy tickets to go on rides. So rides had to like draw you in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they saved some of these these pieces from there that'd be really cool they might uh, i would hope so but you know they don't think about that shit like this they they send in a, a bunch of workers to dismantle it and they don't they just smash the pieces they want it gone they want it they're thinking ahead they sell- not realizing if they think too far ahead it's like you if you just mothball it or save some of this stuff and then people would pay just to see that damn that damn dragon yeah, they still have the whip, uh, which we rode. It's uh, was built in 1920, so last year was its hundredth year old birthday. It's 101 wow. years old. It's still operating. Yeah, I rode that. I've been on that. Um, and they tore this out, and that's when they built Whitewater Landing, an 80 foot water plunge ride, which we rode and got soaked on. I haven't rode that probably since it went in 93. I remember when that went in 93. Before that, like Thunder Creek Mountain was the log flume ride, and that was the ride everyone wanted to ride on, because when you're a kid, you know, getting soaked is fun. When you're an adult, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So when that went in, that became the hottest new ride. But 
that's it. That's a journey to the yeah. center of the earth. Well, right? well, I give them credit that they're flumeride and not white. The what was the other one? The log one. White um, uh, Thunder Creek Mountain. Yeah, it's a good one. It's really. It's good. a long one. It, it's not there. There's some real shitty ones out there, but it's it's one of the better ones. We wrote it. Um, we wrote it last week. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, Whitewater Landing still pretty. Do you you got wet on that one though? We we got wet on Thunder Creek. Whitewater Landing. You get soaked on Whitewater Landing. Really, that's yes. awesome. Yeah. Like Her Hershey, is it Hershey? Which one am I thinking of? There is one where it makes a massive wave. Yeah, that's it what this cool. is, and you could stand but, on a bridge. But... What's that? You and you like 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 Enchantress didn't go on the ride, but she stood on the bridge and got soaked too. Yeah. Well, Hershey, they went and they put glass up, like plexiglass, and like a net. They put a net over the landing, so the net breaks the wave, uh, so you barely get wet standing on the bridge. Uh, and then the, the way it curls up, it cuts over you, and you barely... I, I rode that ride once, and I came off a bone dry. Nah, you get soaked on whitewater landing. Yeah, if I'm on a flume ride, I want to get wet. But you you don't get too wet on the bridge because yes, the wave goes like right over you. Hmm. It's really cool. It's scary as fuck though. I got on the bridge afterwards, and you like look at this wave coming right at you, and it's kind of scary. Yeah, I saw. Uh, what the hell is uh? What's the lesser of the two uh asteroid movies? Oh, I have no idea. With the big wave. Deep What's impact? We just talked about this. Morgan Freeman's the president. Deep impact. Deep impact, yeah. I've seen deep impact. All right. Um, moving on. Squeezer, your first pick. Nice. Max! <laughs> What do you think? What's the most affordable way to make your own fun? I think we're going to Knoebels. Knoebels, where top coasters and award-winning attractions come with free admission, free parking, even free picnicking. Knoebels, the largest free admission amusement park in the U.S. Now you know why we went there, right? Ah, free, free, Ah, free. Free everything. We've never been to Knoebels. I never been still. Really? Never. It is it is awesome. Where is it? It is Ellisburg. Okay. Like um uh start driving you go up 80 and once you hit a bunch of warehouses, go off some shady ass road north. Okay, I'm going to It's a bit of a haul. So, like I saw signs like as we were going out to Penn State, like yeah, it's out that it start you start getting up that way. In fact, one of our teams, I think, they're from that from Ellisburg. Oh my god, it's almost at Bloomsburg. Yeah, I think I want to say it's west of Bloomsburg. Mm, south, south, oh. yeah. southwest. But yeah, it, it it it's a bit of a haul, especially with kids, uh, in the car. Uh, but I. I still, it holds a magical place in my heart. I spent so many summers at this place. And the so your dad wouldn't drive 10 minutes to Dorney Park, but you would drive two hours, two and a half hours to Knoebels. Yeah, but it's free. Okay. And you can pack your own lunch. You don't have to buy any of the food there. You can do that at Dorney Park, too. Which sucks because the food is delicious. 
It's really good. Dorney Park uh, uh, has... If you go to the right stands. Don't go to, like, just the cafeteria stands. You go to go to the little places. Okay. You know? But you could camp at Knobles, right? That's what we did. And that, that, was, that was the coolest thing. Imagine, I was going to say, imagine having a, a amusement park in your backyard that you could just walk to any day when you felt like it. And it's free entry, and you, right? And, and you did. <laughs> but you did. Yeah. Um, what was cool about Knobles is where you were camping, campground was on one side of the street, and then you would just, I mean, I wasn't old enough to just go on my own, but, like, if my dad wanted to stay back or my mom wanted to stay back or if my grandparents like we would stay up for like a week and like almost every day we had a visitor either my dad's parents came up my mom's parents came up my aunt and uncle came up with my cousins or my second cousin whatever like we always had a visitor someone would come up and visit us that day and then go to the park Mm -hmm. uh so we were like the tour guides okay but it was great because you just you'd leave the campsite walk across the road and you walk into like the the back corner of the park where the their big wooden coaster uh the one that they had at the time the phoenix was and that was like my mom loved that ride although she claimed she got whiplash and she kept going on anyway but it's because it was fun um and then next to there just down a little bit they have a log flume similar to like dorney and it is a good one it's got two drops a lot of little turns and bumps and stuff. You're splashing around. You got wet. Okay, on I that see one. the Phoenix. I'm looking at the map. I, and this Knobles campground is where you camped, right? Yes. Yeah, they, they. You're looking probably looking at a modern map. I mean, I was there. I. There's a lot I didn't recognize. They changed a lot uh, since I was there. There's brand new roller coasters and water slides built. Uh, they tore up some old stuff. The bumper boats are gone. Which is probably for the best because they were gross when I was there. Right. Um, uh, thankfully, the mining museum is still there, so you can go and check out the mining museum. Oh well, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's well, it's air conditioned, so. Mm. And but they added like a mine. What's cool is they they went the smart route and like, all right, we have this coal mining museum. All right, let's make a coal mining ride. So they put a roller coaster, like an indoor dark ride roller coaster in next to it to kind of sell that um but it's really a, like a homey kind of park like it's very wooded uh, you're I know why you're under at... trees constantly there's a potato cake stand yeah yeah there is uh and then there's a place where you can get just bags of roasted peanuts oh hmm. oh oh they're good oh they're so good yeah, uh, Dorney, um, Dorney Park's under a lot of Dorney Park has a lot of trees now too. There's a potato yeah. barn. God damn, a lot of potatoes. Um, it's cool. They uh, there is a supposedly an amazing haunted house. It's like rate top rated in the country. I will go on it now because I'm not as scared as I was. Plus, if we go together, you can hold my hand. Mm-hmm. But I've never actually oh. been on it. But that was one of those rides where you pay. You couldn't. You got a day pass. You can get a bracelet, so you didn't have to have tickets for everything, mm-hmm. because it's free entry. Like you could just wander in, mm-hmm. and I think that's what they liked about it, because like it was like wasted, because like my dad wouldn't go on rides. Sure. Um, There's a so, roast like, beef stand. F- a what? A roast beef stand. Ooh. Okay. Let's go right now. <laughs> There's also the uh, the peanut brittle uh, house. Uh 
it, it's not actually a house made of peanut brittle. They just sell peanut brittle. Okay. Uh, that's good stuff. I don't see that. I see a waffle shack. I see candy corner, candy apple orchard, funnel cakes. Oh, that yeah, there's a candy apple stand. And, yeah, there's funnel cakes everywhere. They're just oh, it's so good. Cesare's uh, Pizza. Um, but then they have a ton of little pavilions. You can just – and it's, it's one of those places where you can go and just – you leave your cooler and all your shit at your picnic table, and no one's going to mess with it. Really? Yeah. You just go back, and it's like, oh, there's our cooler. Oh, Creeper's Pumpkin, pa- pumpkin Patch. What's that? Uh, I don't like know. What, what color stand. is that? It looks like it's some sort of pavilion with pumpkins around it. Oh. I don't. I mean, I had. I was there two years ago, three years ago with my kid. Um, and we realized she was just a little too young for it yet, because even the kids' rides, you have to be just so tall. There's Uh, a a ton of kids' rides. Um, How's the crystal pool? Have you been in there? Oh yeah, I peed in that plenty of times. (laughs) Yeah, because that that is right off of the campground, so you can go in there and just go swimming. Even there's a pool. In the uh, campground, and then yeah, then then there's the big pool that you can go check out. They had some massive ass diving boards there that they eventually took down because they were almost like too high. Oh, uh, I don't see the pool in the campground, but it could be under pool coverage or, or I'm sorry, tree coverage. Yeah, it, it's a tiny little like in ground, just like next to the shower house, just a little like rectangle, just to like, kind of dip your toes, if you will. Uh, but yeah, I I have very fond memories of this place. It's great. The carousel's awesome. It's like a traditional carousel. They even have the, the thing where you can like grab the rings and stuff uh, as you're going around. Hmm. Uh, they did add this new ride that since I've been back, and it's like a like a free. It's a trackless like roller coaster, mm-hmm. where it's almost like you're like in a like you're riding in like a ball on skateboard wheels, and just going down these like wooden. Like half pipe, hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty. It's almost a little terrifying. You feel like we are gonna flip out of this damn thing. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's. Is it called uh, the Skloosh? Is that what they? I was trying to figure out what it was called. Uh, but it's right across from my favorite no, little uh, light gun is, shooting uh, gallery. Skloosh is like whitewater landing. Oh yeah, they built With that the was like the last thing that they built while we were still going there. Um was the the, the big uh flume ride. And then they added more they added a couple new coasters since. Um I see Impulse. Uh and then they had uh Oh, my 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 personal favorite though is just a chainsaw guy. There there's a like a caged in area that you're walking along and there's a guy just doing chainsaw carvings <laughs> and he's just, just chipping away and people just stand there and watch. And there's like, it, it's like blues brothers. Like there's a little cage there. So you don't get hit with wood chips. And then it like, all that stuff is out for display and you can, like, you should see all these people leaving the amusement park with giant carved logs. Like, Oh, I got my bear today. <laughs> um, I don't think we ever, so- I think my mom got a planter once. So how long did you stay last time you went? Oh, we only went up for the day. Uh, we only went up. It was just a day trip. I, we're, I'm slowly weaning them in. They're not fans of of the camp. There, there's cabins. There's houses up there now. I'm like, 
and she's like, oh, we could do that. I'm like, or we can't. No, because that's just wrong. Isn't there someone who works with us who is kicked out of, like, the cottages or whatever, the campground? Really? Who? Mm. I've never heard this story. Someone who got fired, brother. Oh, was that up there? Yeah, I think I it can was believe that. Yeah. I'm sure if you ask him, he'll tell us the whole story. Yeah. Uh, if not, he's fired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Knobles no, Campground, go Lake Glory school. Campground, Knobles Cottages, and Latour House B and B. Oh, classy. What is the cottages? Um, there are like there's different uh, there there is cabins, like little cottages, houses. Oh my god, they're little shitholes. Yeah. <laughs> but they're they're nice. They're co- hey, I'd prefer a tent, but tents. I mean, nicer. I do cheat a little bit. I go with a platform site, you know, so you're just up off the ground a little bit. Yeah, and then you you know have all your stuff up there, and then you don't have to worry because we've been there before our first year and we got flooded out. So being up off the ground just a little bit, it's you know. Look, you're at an amusement park. You're not really camping. You're not really roughing it. These so. little shitholes are expensive. Yeah. They're not little shitholes. They're little cabins. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, there, there's, you know, plenty of kids' rides. There's a stage. And do you know who was set to perform the next day? I missed it. I, I was, I missed by a day. Our dear friend, Joe Stanky. Uh, oh, and the coal miners. Was, and the coal miners were performing the next day. I was so excited. And Mrs. Squeezer's looking at me like, why? I'm like, he plays polka. I know him. I've televised him for the last, <laughs> now, 20 years of my life. And his dad. John's dad. his dad. But, yeah, I, I love this park. If you are within, I don't know, I, I say it's definitely worth checking out. And it's free. I'm sorry. Joe Stanky's the cadets. The other Stanky's the coal miners. Oh, uh, it's – I am – it's a stanky band. Joe Stanky and his cadet. There's there's two stankies. They're related somehow. Stanky and the coal miners. Oh, and there's a little train that you can ride all John Stanky's the, the coal miners. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry, there's a little what? There's a little train you can ride all around the park and you can watch other people having fun while you ride it. Tony Park has that too. Yeah, it, oh, there's always a train. Always a train. Okay. Um, moving on, Squeezer? Yeah. My next pick. Jettison Disneyland 1, Space Mountain, Code 2. Clear for takeoff. Instrumentation? Instrumentation, go. 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 All personnel, clear the launch platform. Space Mountain. It can only happen at Disneyland. Experience it now. So, remember we asked Jason where I was in that picture uh, uh, in front of the Magic Castle or whatever the fuck it's called? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said I was in Tomorrowland, or it was the bridge in th- into Tomorrowland. And I'm like, was I in Tomorrowland? I really did not know. <laughs> and I guess I was because I rode Space Mountain. But we uh, we rode Space Mountain. I was really excited because I wanted like a thrill ride in a roller coaster. 
but I thought it was pretty dumb because it didn't go that fast. I think my scooter goes as fast as Space Mountain goes. And um, it, uh, it, the lights were broken, so the lights were on. You didn't even get that cool space effect. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I, I was in there. It was being uh, – there was maintenance being done. So we got to go through it, and I saw it, like, with the lights on. But yeah, that's it how wasn't I even, – But it wasn't even operating when I was there. Oh, this we ran through the ride, but the lights, the there was a, like a malfunction that the the work uh, lights were on. That's so you just rode a roller coaster inside then. Barely. Yeah. It was an enclosed roller coaster um, in Tomorrowland. I don't. I'm assuming they also have it at Disneyland. Yes. Yes. It's at both. Um, now I read that it's, it says on Wikipedia, Space Mountain has undergone a number of changes since its opening, including complete replacement of the ride trains in 1989 and in 2009, as well as incremental upgrades to incorporate modern roller coaster technology. Uh, safety stuff. <laughs> uh, RCA was a sponsor from 75 to 93. So RCA must've been the sponsor when I was there. FedEx was a sponsor from 94 to 2004. They don't have a sponsor currently. It's weird that you sponsor a ride. I mean, I guess that... They used to sponsor rides at Dony Park, too. Did they really? Huh. So, I guess now's the time to talk about it. Because, I mean, it's like, I'm not going to waste a pick because I'll talk about it again. But Dony Park had Chester Cheetah Land. Tony Park was like oh yes, I remember that. Big sponsored by Pepsi, and they allowed a lot of the rides had Pepsi names. And originally, Whitewater Landing was called Pepsi Splash. So uh, in 1991, they added Chester Cheetahland to compete with uh, a, a, something that I wanted to pick, but I couldn't really remember a whole lot from it. Um, Sesame Place. My parents took us there when I was really little. Yeah, it was on my the back of my list just because I don't really remember it as a kid. I just remember from being there, when did I go, three years ago with the kid? No, we went, um, and I had pictures from there. And I have some memories of it in my head, but I didn't have enough to like talk about. Yeah. Um, so they, they tried to compete with Sesame Place by making uh, this whole back area now. Um, it's back by uh, where... Um, I don't even. You haven't been there. You, you if I would no. even say you don't. But know didn't it be? Didn't, is that what became like the Peanuts Land or the Bernstein Bears? No, no, land no, no, or whatever? no, 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 no. So, um, Cedar Fair. When Cedar Fair bought originally, it was Care Bears back there. So it was called uh, Tot Spot, and the 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 um, sponsorship was Care Bears, and then it was Bernstein Bear. Air, they like they made a Bernstein Bear issue area but then it was when uh cedar fair bought it, it was camp snoopy and now it's planet snoopy but that's more in the midway up up top area. Oh, okay yeah uh chester cheetah's playland um was a combination of like punching bags and obstacles and big bouncy balls and like trampolines so this article on morning call Asks, how do folks at Sesame Place, a popular children's park covering nearly eight acres in Langhorne, Bucks County, 
feel about Dorney's claim? Because they said, with Chester Cheetah's playground, we feel our children's area is good or better than any area park in this part of the country. Um, and they said, we do not comment on other parks' attractions. I mean, look, you're really... One one little area sponsored by uh, a snack food. It wasn't little. It was massive. Uh, it so, had half I a mean, dozen structures containing maces, tunnels, climbing nets, punching bags, slides, maces? plus a pool full filled with ball, a ball pit, a gigantic sandbox, and a kiddie theater. Mazes, not maces. Oh, damn. That would be fun. Yeah, I was so obsessed with Chester Cheetah Playland. I just wanted to go there all every time we went to Dorney Park. And this is when you were living across the street? <laughs> I wish it was still there. <laughs> it was, it was, they only let kids under 10 in. You couldn't even go in with your parents. Uh, oh, it's like that the Christmas shopping store at the mall back in the day. Yeah, yeah. they don't have things like that anymore. Like that you can, No, yeah. no. Um, there was Crudge Cruise, the largest structure. Uh, was a 60-foot rubber boat with 14-foot paddle wheel. It featured including 100 feet of twisted and turning climbing crawls. It was just like an accident waiting to be happened. The tug mm-hmm. lug is shaped like a 40-foot tugboat. Includes more than 50 foot of climbs and crawls. Uh, a second station has been added to Dorney's Sefer Station. Oh, this is other shit they're adding. Well, they should bring it back, but make it for adults. Yeah, Chester Cheetah's drunken. I mean, it, it could be flaming hot Cheetah's drunken shithole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just eat, just a bunch of garbage to eat. And... Pepsi doesn't even sponsor it anymore. It's fucking, it's uh, Coke now over there. Ah, uh, it's Pennsylvania, so we can just make it like you know, Martin's, cheese Mar- curls. Martin's chips and uh, pork rind extravaganza. Mm-hmm. I don't know, some kind of hers. Beaver chip. Hers has the beaver as their uh, um, mascot for their cheese curls. He could be it. The, the, hers beaver. You thought Gus and what's the Phil? Uh, Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah, yeah Punxsutawney. Ah, uh, so he's not. The, he's Gus is the most famous grandma. Yeah, I know. You said him first. Gus hawks lottery tickets here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> he's a 3D uh, groundhog that stars in commercials, and I love him. Um, but let's not forget about the beaver on the hers, uh, cheese, cheese curls. Yeah. Uh, but yes, um, Space Mountain was in Tomorrowland and I was in Tomorrowland and I looked up Tomorrowland and they made a movie out of Tomorrowland, but I, I was like, eh, Oh, I, the George Clooney vehicle. I, <laughs> I did not see said vehicle. <laughs> um, but I was like, meh. And, uh, Oops, sorry. That's okay. I did not. I didn't realize I was in Tomorrowland, and and Jason spoke that for like 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 stoked that memory in me because I I definitely was on, um, Space Mountain, and uh, that picture of me is from the. But for fuck's sake, Squeezer, what I remember of Disney was just having a horrible headache and puking, and and going to. Where'd you go? TGI Fridays? Friendlies? Uh, friendlies. Friendly squeezer. Gotcha. Yeah, apparently none of the stuff that used to be in there is even there. 
Uh, that movie only made $209 million. So it lost money? Well, they say it's budgeted between 180 and 190 but, you know, that means they lost money. They owe I mean, they always money. lose money, yeah. but... So I guess Captain EO, whatever, was there. Magic Eye Theater was there. Uh, obviously, Star Tours was there. I remember going on Star Tours. Um, so I was definitely there. Star Tours I took out in 2010, I think. Thus was my trip to Disney. My one and only trip to Disney World. Squeezer, your second pick. Do we have to listen to much more of this? <laughs> no. no. You could you could have brought that down at any time. Uh, it, I don't know if it's po possible to have uh, the that amount of douche chills and smiles at the same time. Hmm. Well, um, where, where was this? Florida? This was Universal Studios Florida, yeah. In yeah. the New York area. Okay. Uh, so yeah, when we went down, when we went down in ninety, say ninety six, uh, that's when we we hit up all the parks. We did like a park a day, pretty much, and we went to Universal one day. And I loved Universal. They, I thought they had the best rides. It was cool. There was so much going on. Um, uh, the, the Back to the Future ride, which is now the Simpsons, <clears throat> and they had the uh, they had a lot of like shows and stuff uh they oh the king kong rides there the one that you know you know from beverly hills cop mm -hmm. uh but uh they had uh this ghostbusters show and the cool i think the coolest part about it is you have the ghostbuster firehouse there like the sign out front and everything i was like oh, yes it was pretty awesome i heard there was merch um, too what's that i heard there was merch too oh yeah there was a gift shop on the way out yeah yeah damn it uh, you you get your uh, thermal mug and balloons for the kids. Bless you. Uh, so this show opened with the park. So when the park opened in '90, Ghostbusters was there with it. Um, Universal only opened in 1990. What's that? Universal only opened in 1990. Uh yeah, I think so. Universal Studios, I think, was '90. That's where. Um, is that not where uh, Nickelodeon filmed? Yep. Yeah, and did, it, did you go to any of that uh, when you were down there? Yeah, I, I have pictures of where the hell are they? Where'd that book go? Ah, oh, damn it, it's upstairs. I have pictures uh, from when I was on uh, Double Dare. Damn it! 
not the show double dare but like the you know the tourist you know park ride version of double dare where everyone gets to do a little something um yeah i don't i really don't remember going through nick's studio i do remember doing the double dare thing and uh busting up the poor girl's hand who was loading the chickens into my slingshot i'm like well load them faster and get your hand out i have to, I have to defeat my sister in battle um but the the Ghostbusters show was pretty awesome. Now, the acting, I don't want to insult them and say it was subpar. It was bad. It was awful. It was horrible. It, it was it not was really good. Bad. It was really bad. And the script was... Well, I can't say the script was bad because the script was literally just stolen from Ghostbusters. So they basically just found a way... Like they, they It sounded more like the setup. cartoon than the, the, the animated series and like the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, well, it was, you know, it's a stage show, so it's a little more over the top and, you know, yuckety-yuck. But, like, the set and everything was, like, Gozer's Temple. Um, and you, you were in, you you start off, like, in the basement. So when I went, there were two versions of the show. The first one was, like, a little shorter, per se, and there was a tour guide that would kind of walk you through it, and then, like, the tour guide was attacked for some reason, and then... There's ghosts and there's a big battle and the Ghostbusters fight everything and you know, awesomeness ensues. Sure. The second version, the one I saw, they tried to make it a little more immersive than just someone walking through and it's like, this is Ghostbusters. Oh no, a ghost. Ah! This time, uh, it's Lewis is now the uh, vice president slash CFO of the Ghostbusters and he is trying to sell the audience on franchises. Um, he's basically selling you a Ghostbusters timeshare. Mm, um, this is the one I think I've heard and, about. And like he's going through, yeah, he's going through all the shtick. Like, oh, you can buy this, this ecto containment unit for here, and oh, these, these proton packs are like these are the best ones. But you can get this one at a discount rate, and it's a little shtick that they do. And uh, then Walter Peck shows up. Uh, of course he does. And he, this time he personally shuts down the containment grid. This man has releasing no dick. Goes what's that? This man has no dick. This man has no dick. I truly believe that he is just Satan and he's just trying to like release his demons because Gozer comes back again and uh Slimer's back and a bunch of other new ghosts um that were designed by the um the same guys that made the ghost for killer clowns from outer space. Mm-hmm. So there is like kind of I want to oh, say it's so much Kyoto, in Easter egg. the Kyoto brothers, right? Kyoto brothers, yes. Yeah, they were just yeah. in town uh, at the Mahoning Valley Speedway for Crite Fest. The Critter Critters, they showed Critters one and two, and the Kyoto brothers were in town for that. They did a Q and A in between. At the at the racetrack. The Mahoning Valley, not Speedway. The Mahoning Valley, um, oh. drive-in. The oh, Mahoning okay. drive. Because Doug was because Doug was just at the speedway covering it. I'm like, why didn't he cover that? No, no, the Mahoning drive-in. It's about dirt track. That's why uh, uh, Diana's friends from Los Angeles were in town. They flew all the way from Los Angeles to here to see the Kyoto brothers at the Mahoning. Listen, damn, don't sleep on the Mahoning drive-in. They have a lot of cool stuff. Thirty-five millimeter prints. They showed killer clowns from outer space, uh, uh, like on a Tuesday. They they've got like serious cool merch. But the the Crightfest and the Kyoto brothers were in town for uh, the critters. So it was very cool. That's cool. Yeah. So they designed all the ghosts for 
the additional ghosts for this show. And there is a killer clown in it. Uh, there's, ah. They have a, a ghost in there. It's a nice little Easter egg. They also uh, the did the, the, some of the, the effects for Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And they did all the claymation for Elf. Really? Hey, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Yeah, that was all. Oh, Kyoto oh, Brothers. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was a cool. It's like a laser light, uh, a fake electronic light show. Um, but it was pretty awesome. Uh, you, you, it's look, it, it, it's corny, but it's fun. And the cool thing is seeing a ghost. And at a time. Look, it's almost better that the show ended in '96 than if they were to try to keep it going now, because it would almost like if that show was running now using the exact same technology and just doing what they were doing without massive updates, it would almost be like Journey to the Center of the Earth still going. You know, it's like it had its time. You have those fond memories. It was great, but like that next generation of kids, they're gonna find it lame. And I can't take little kids laughing at the things I love. Because then I have to knock them out. Little bastards. But what was cool was it was a very practical effect show. I didn't know this. So you know know the concept of Pepper's Ghost? Pepper's Ghost, no. Yeah, so it's a technique. And this goes back to like the 1500s. Oh, is this the the mirror technique? Yeah, it's a mirror technique. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so rather than them just projecting, and as a kid, I assumed, oh, it's what they do in um, the haunted mansion, right? Yeah, that that's uh, yeah, we're famous there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a kid, I just assumed. So when you're looking at the stage, there you think it's like a screen in front of you. It's actually glass. There's a glass like bubble in front of you, separating you from the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought, all right, so like it's a projection. But what it actually is is a reflection. So underneath the stage are all the ghosts and like fully modeled animatronic ghosts that are beneath you. And what they do is they light them up to the point where it's like blown because you're in a dark room. They light them up super bright. And then using a mirror and then the glass, they project that image. So it's a very practical effect. And it's something that's been going back, like like I said, Mm. 1500s. There is documentation in this 1800s. This was very popular in like uh, stage shows and uh, like performances and stuff. Like this was the CGI of the time in like the 1800s. And uh, the Pepper thing, uh, the Pepper Ghost, is where it came from. As uh, there is copyrights on uh, some of the technology, but it's cool that that's what they used um, at the time versus like proper you know, i mean cgi wasn't available back then but uh oh which i found out you know uh can you think of a movie uh, a christmas movie where they might have used the same technique but not ghost but for fire it's home alone oh yeah when harry's head is on fire yeah so that's actually, I always thought, oh, they just did like a, a safety thing, like, uh, you know, a, a scalp double. protection yeah, 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 gel yeah, yeah. and light his hair on fire. No, that's actually, they projected or reflected the fire onto his head. Oh, well, I'll be damned. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, 
And then uh, the, the the coolest, the Feast de Resistance, the big finale, a 22-foot animatronic Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Yeah. You should look for that. Yeah, see if I can buy that. You need that. that for your office. I do. Well, just, well, finally get that pole barn and you can put it in the garage. All right, you ready to move on? Yep. All right. Oh, hold on. Someone's here. Oh, oh and he's saying he wants to talk to you. Oh, hold on. Oh. Hey, Squeezer. Oh, my God. How are you dealing with this? How are you dealing with this heat, Squeezer? Are you, are you, oh, my God. Alex Jones here, everybody. Hi, everybody. Infowars.com. Oh. I'm here to talk to Squeezer about this heat. Oh, God. It's awful. Squeezer, have you, dealing, have you been living with the heat? I have one of those cheap little inflatable pools that uh, is about to collapse out back. Do you not realize we had floods in Texas like 15 years ago? It's killed 30-something people in the middle of the night. Turned out it was the Air Force, Goose, Maverick. They were seeding clouds to make the flood to kill Texans. They just wanted to kill them because they needed to get them out of the way. I think this has everything to do with the government adding jet fuel to a host of radioactive isotopes to manipulate the weather to go as far as great and steer groups of heat pot molecules. Uh, Squeezer, do you know about HARP? I, I know about harp, but I don't know about heat molecules. Squeezer, harp is heating up radioactive heat molecules hotter than the beef stroganoff you stored in your starter jacket back in 1993. <laughs> Squeezer, this is hot stuff. This is not going to burn your tongue. This is going to burn your tongue like eating Ilya's pizza right out of, get out of the oven. This is really hot stuff. What do you think is causing the bubble, bubble over the Pacific Northwest? It's the... High-frequency active oral research program. Squeezer, oh my god, they're using electromagnetic waves. Hillary Clinton's demanding them. She's controlling them from her house under the pedophile ring in the pizza shop in D.C. to make it hotter than hell. Where the depths of her family come from. <laughs> Nothing. It's got a no-sell me like usual, Squeezer. No-sell me. I'm gonna go eat some beef stroganoff out of my oversized puffy jacket. <laughs> All right, well, I gotta go. I gotta get. I gotta get to the bottom of this squeezer. It's tur- Harp is turning frogs gay. They're making it hotter than hell out there. And my God, they're adding jet fuel squeezer to a whole host of radioactive isotopes. Uh, isotopes. It's basically a way to increase particip- participation during the night and create these superstorms. Oh, I gotta get my umbrella out so I don't get wet from all that participation. Squeezer, do you know who Bill Gates is? Do you know what the New World Order is? And no, I'm not talking about bad wrestling in 1996. I'm talking about the mass eugenics mission started by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, of course. Duh. <laughs> Take your head out of the sand, Squeezer, because it's getting too hot. All right, everybody, go on. Uh, find out more information on Infowars.com. You could get a pill, a Betamax, and it helps you ride roller coasters and theme parks all around the world. Because it's full of that matted wolf hair that really gets your stomach prepared for a roller coaster. Get it for 20% off, $24.95. Use the code name RAD at checkout. I'm Alex Jones. I got to go. Squeeze. I got to take a fish. I'll talk to you later. He moved me right out of the chair and took the microphone. You want to talk about why it was so hot out? It was a request earlier in the show. Ish. Don't provoke him. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, they requested that, so he, he, uh, they're they're looking for Alex. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, did we thank was that this week or last week? I had to thank Ish for the beaver nuggets. We did a live on uh, air. Oh, we did. Oh yeah, you were. Well, I got to eat them. I have my beaver nuggets right here. Oh, mine, mine stay at my desk because I don't want my kids to get them. Uh, <laughs> they are that beef jerky's gone. By the way, that last I didn't even get to try it. Whole game, but uh, yeah, the uh, the beaver nuggets are. Uh, damn there so i i was i you said like you can only eat a couple at a time yeah so i did i'm like all right i'm gonna all right, have a few more and then i started to get like like feel that rush I'm like whoa oh there's some sugar here and uh oh they're good god damn son we talk so much this is the first time ever the computer um that we play our clips from went to sleep <laughs> really yeah <laughs> Right, what are we on my third pick? Are we on? Are we on yeah, my second uh, pick? Or it's it's your third, right? Yeah, you started it. And did you do your second? I just did Ghostbusters. That's my second. All right, so here's my third pick. You might be thinking, what is this? This is the game Theme Park for Sega Genesis. So in the early 90s, mid 90s, my dad had, we got Sega Channel at work. My dad had to test it. So he brought home a Genesis for a, a Sega Channel. Uh, it didn't really, would you believe Squeezer, it didn't really work that well, Sega Channel? <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah, the infrastructure wasn't quite there yet. Yeah, but Theme Park was a game that loaded fine, and I played it all the time. Basically, I use Sega Channel just to play Theme Park every day, and boy, how did I play it every day. I love this game. It was like, um, it was very similar to, uh, what do you fuck it? <laughs> SimCity, but it was just, you build a theme park. Like Roller Coaster gotcha. Tycoons also. Like Roller Coaster Ty Tycoon? Right. Oh, God, I love that game. Yeah, but you don't have to like specifically build roller coasters. So I just remember coming home. Can you and... still launch people to their death? No. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, well, I was do. doing uh, some research. I found some people who build Dorney Park, and uh, there's different. What's it? It's not roller coaster. It's called Planet Coaster, which uh, is like a full 3D coaster sim. I think Planet Coaster. Is the spiritual successor to Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 from what I'm reading? It's a very, like, uh, on the nose, like, roller coaster. But Theme Park was fun. And then I, I had it for Electronics Arts, released it for iPhone. This was maybe like 10 years. I mean, iPhone's been mm -hmm. around for so long. It was one of those, uh, what are you, microtransaction games? Where you oh. like build things and you have to wait for them, or, or you you could like pay money to get them quicker. Yeah, I, I, you know how I play those. You don't play those. I I, I grind. I, I'm a grinder. I'm not. I'm not giving them my money. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You you played the Jurassic Park and uh, the Simpsons. Well, one. you bought me a T Rex for Christmas once. That's true. I did. I did. But uh, Theme Park was one of those, and I, I was playing Theme Park, the Jurassic Park Builder thing, and uh, the Simpsons. I don't even, Brad still plays the Simpsons one, right? Oh, yeah. I watch him do it all the time. 
It's crazy. I don't play any games on my iPhone. This is like super powerful 12 Pro Max. And um, I don't know. I don't play any games. No, I got the that MLB nine innings baseball. Like it's started off as just a real simple little card trading baseball game, and now it's just just monstrous. I, I have GTA three. I have Vice City on here. I have the original Final Fantasy. I could play on. I have so many games I could just be playing on here. I don't fucking touch it. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing a game, I play Desert Golf, Chess, or Solitaire. Pretty sad, huh? Oh. Every now and then I delete and then I reinstall. Uh, I'll go back and uh, have Sonic too. fire up. Uh, what the hell is that? Uh... Fallout Shelter. Oh, that's that's like a microtransaction game too, right? Yeah, but it's easy enough to play without it. Hmm. it. It doesn't hit you over the head with it. And you're not competing with any other people. It's completely offline, which I like. Oh, okay. I don't know if you could still get Theme Park on the iPhone. I had fun with Theme Park on the iPhone. They do have Roller, to- roller Coaster Tycoon on it. So. I do have that. I have that. I have Roller Coaster Tycoon, the original, the classic one. Mm-hmm. Not touch. So, God, I wasted so many hours there just playing, just building little coasters. Wasted, Squeezer. All right, I'm. You know, well, you're, you're right. It's not wasted. Maybe one day I will be a great roller coaster designer. Yeah, and that will come into fruition. Okay, let's move on, Squeezer. I just wanted to throw that out there because it's theme park related, and I played a lot of it in the 90s. So, Sega Channel. Here is Squeezer's third pick. Have you ever been to Hershey Park Christmas Candy Lane? There are more than 4 million lights throughout the whole park. You can go on more than 45 rides, including six coasters. Plus... Santa's there with all nine of his reindeer, even Rudolph. And that's not all. There's holiday shows, shopping, and plenty of chocolate. You don't want to miss the most festive season of the year. Start planning your family's Hershey Park visit today. Find cousins in different places. Turns a beautiful morning to a wonderful day. Things to see, things to do, places to be. There's lots for you. Ah, so I went with the first one because that's what I'm actually talking about, but it's too new of a commercial, and I missed that old jingle. I saw it all the time. I remember it, so that's why I had to go with the run the classic one right after it. I know. I I was in Hershey. I was at Hershey Park in the parking lot this year, Thanksgiving weekend. I know how pop. And this was during like a fucking pandemic. I know how fucking popular this Christmas Hershey shit is. God damn. Oh yeah. We went for years. My mom loved it. Yeah, my mom did too. We only went like once or twice, but. Um, and and nothing was worse though when like you get there and you have to go to the shops first. 
and you just and it's a bunch of like glass ornaments because they set it up like a little Christmas village. Mm. Um, I don't and, really remember and much. So of it. a lot of the shops that are there year round selling like T-shirts and and stuff like at Christmas, you're buying like ornaments and stuff. And there's nothing worse than being a little kid in an ornament store, like at a home. Even even as a grown man, I walk into a Hallmark store and I hold my breath like I'm going to break something in here. Well, yeah, but I I didn't. They like pump that fake chocolate smell all over the place too. Oh, I know, don't they? Yeah. Um. So and we we rarely ever went on rides. I know. Well, because there was a time, it wasn't about. That. I don't remember like, ever going on rides when we went out there for Christmas. No, never. Like we went through. They had like like animatronics and windows. I that's something I specifically like that did like Christmas scenes. Yes. Yep. That's yep. all I remember. I don't remember any rides. That's what it was. And there were a few rides, and then like they would set up like, or like bouncy houses. They would have like weird stuff like that. Like the carousel always worked, and like the um, like some of the real lame rides, like the the carnival rides, they would just kind of have going. But everything else was shut down. Now, according to them, like like all like there's like six roller coasters running at Christmas. I would kill to go to a like in the middle of winter or ride a roller coaster. That'd be awesome. Yeah, fucking cold that would be. But yeah, I would I would do it. Um, but like my my fondest memory of it is being cold, like just being cold, walking around, looking at the lights because it was like it felt Christmassy. It got you in the spirit. But then you got that Hershey hot chocolate, mm. and that was like it's the the perfect. It's just a like like a warm blanket. Or a warm cup of hot chocolate, just like that. It's just like a warm. Well, cup of hot I know chocolate. they give you free hot Hershey Kisses at places, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on where you go, you get some, and then, uh, yeah, and then you would also get a, a sampling of whatever free one you got when you took the uh, the oh, yeah. cow ride. Mister Goodbar, yeah. I remember getting Mister Goodbar. Uh-huh. The peanuts. That was my yeah. favorite. As oh, a kid. oh, yeah. Sorry, but. Oh no, you can have those, right? Yeah, I'm not allergic to peanuts. You can you can do legumes. You can't do uh whatever the hell. Peas or peas, almonds. Peas. Man, or macadamia how do you make nuts. It? I'm too dumb for that. I would fuck those up. Uh and it's I, not like I, they I, kill me. They just make my like lips yeah. tingly and my Oh, okay. And like peas um, like peas are like peas are the worst. So you remember I I ate like a lentil soup with you? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was set up that, that a professional uh, baseball player. Uh, pharmacy. Cooked for us. I ran across the street and got a handful of Benadryl. Yeah. Yeah, you nearly died on a shoot. That was fun. I just want to go eat a 20-pound Reese's peanut butter cup now. Oh, I know. God, I love that store. <laughs> just and, and you can buy all – basically, you can buy most of all that shit at a Walmart for yeah. like two-thirds of the price. But, <laughs> yeah, one in Rome – um, but it's like uh, it's like crust, scratchy, scratchy, uh, uh, itchy and scratchy money. It's like regular money, but fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and but you also get all those like uh, um, all those weird bars that you don't find all over the place. Like uh, uh, it's the one chocolate one, like the what's that? The skull bar? Is it skull? That's a cigarette. What are you talking about? I uh, like some of the weirder stuff that they don't always have. Uh, oh, I know all Hershey's chocolate bars. What what is it? Is it a skull? S- score? Score? No, not a score. Score is toffee, and it's Hershey's. Yes, S K O R. 
Uh, maybe that's what it is. What's what? Know. What's in it? What's the, describe the wrapper? I'll tell you what. It I is. don't know. I, I, it's like a dark wrapper. It's like chocolate. It's like like a chocolate like brown and like gold. Be a little purple in there. Carmelo? I might be thinking of Willy Wonka. You might be thinking of Willy Wonka. Yeah. Might be the magic ticket. They have a, Hershey's bar. has a score bar, which is toffee. It might be a score bar. I don't know, but like, yeah. And then, oh, just that that column of uh, the column of Reese's in the middle of it. Oh, you think Fifth Avenue? That's like a no. It's finger? not a Fifth Avenue. I'm I'm I'm. I'm you keep looking up. I don't care. But, but yeah, you go in there and then. <clears throat> what's that? Hershey's does Kit Kat locally, not Nestle. Really? You never hmm. knew that? Mm-mm. Oh. I, I don't. Right. Kit I'll tell you last time I had a Kit Kat. Uh, Reese's, of course. You know, a fun fact. All like Reese's products are still made in the HB Reese factory, even though it's owned by mm-hmm. Hershey, because H- Reese's isn't union. So yeah. like, when they put like Reese's pieces in a Hershey bar, they make all the Reese's pieces there, ship them to the Hershey factory, and put them in the bar there. Yeah, they Hershey has to buy them. Yeah. It's not like you don't just take them next door. They have mm-hmm. to actually like buy them from another company. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I like going up there. I want to get back out there again. Um, I was at Hershey years where it's cold as hell and twice in this past year, but I did not go into the park once. <laughs> ah, it's a fun park. It's a fun park. It, it, the problem is it can get a little crowded. It's a smaller park, so it can get a little crowded. Um, I just want to eat Reese's Outrageous bars, which is like mm. chocolate Reese's, mini Reese's pieces, caramel, and peanut butter. It is the most decadent candy bar on the entire planet, and delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the highlight for me there is the arcade. They have a pretty sick arcade. I don't remember a lot of, it. A lot of skee ball oh. and some old school games. There's a good, there's an Arkanoid and a ton of pinball machines. So, God damn. I'm in heaven. Hmm. Oh, and there's reindeer. So. Yes, An animatronic everything, right? <clears throat> yeah, but they also have live uh, reindeer ah. uh, at, at Christmas. I remember the one year, the last year we went was probably what two two years ago. How do you feel then, about York peppermint patties? Hmm? Oh, I yeah, I'm a fan as long as they're cold, frozen. Remember those old commercials where people would like. Have like the they get on their table and like they're skiing and they're having these like oh yeah like wet yeah. dreams oh. over yeah over New York, York peppermint patties. patties and there were these giant silver medallions because they were wrapped now they're in like a foil bag but they used to be wrapped in foil the big guys yep yeah yeah but you have to you gotta put them in the freezer oh I never knew that yeah oh yeah they're better that way that's what my grandparents did they were always the uh <clears throat> the uh the mixed bag of Hershey bar, Mr. Good bar, and crackles were always in the uh, vegetable crisper, and then the York pepper Hers- patties were up in the freezer. And Hershey's dark. And Hershey's dark, but I never. I thought that was gross. I I like the dark one. Uh, I always went for the crackles. Mm. Ooh, it's crunchy. I was Mr. Good bar. It was my favorite. All right, my fourth pick, Mr. Squeezer. Here it is. Mm-hmm. I waited all day to ride Hercules, but now I'm not so sure. Wow, what a way to start a summer. Reporting from Dorney Park in Allentown, Pennsylvania, this is Mike Wagner for Let's View the News. The 
Did you say the first drop was 157 feet? <laughs> Some weird clip I found on YouTube of... Wow, yeah. Um, <clears throat> does he work for us? No. <laughs> oh. Should hire him. Should get him. Wow. <laughs> wow. So Her I Hercules was this giant wooden roller coaster that debuted in the park in May 4th, 1989. I remember that I was there the first year. I wasn't allowed to go on it. I remember the first time I went on Hercules. Like, there was this, like, mystique of Hercules. Like, it was, like, the most dangerous ride. Yeah, fuck yeah. I never went on it. People got hurt on it. Like, a yeah. lot. You get a whiplash. Lot. It was, it was like, the world's largest wooden roller coaster at, at a point. Um, it, it was, was beefy. It was Curtis Summers designed the roller coaster, and Charles Din built it, and it took three years to build yeah uh there used to be a speedway there uh with the place it was built um it was six million dollars six million dollars squeezer it had several names considered thunderhawk and barbarian but in the end because they were they still called the thunderhawk the little wooden roller coaster or something what up zane mm -hmm. um so there was the, the Thunderhawk, the Barbarian, but Hercules was the winner. And uh, it, they, they said it was a ride so big, it also needed a huge announcement. Uh, in the middle of 1988, the park sent out a press release touting an announcement to be made on the 15th of that month of July. Um, that was just like unveiling for like the 1989 season. Uh, and as you know, pre-internet... Oh, hey, Schmuffin, you're back for a second round? Hey, Schmuffin, welcome to the show. Uncle Squeezer says hi. She's not talking this time. Um, so, uh, here's, this is, I'm getting this off of News Plus Notes. That it was an amusement industry News Plus Notes website. And he writes, here's what the typical Dorney Park ride approval stuff started. Only a few days after the announcement, the South Whitehall Township started listing aspects of the coaster they were bothered by. Its height, location in a floodplain, how close it was to the park's electric substation. <laughs> I live in South Whitehall Township now, and I get that. They're fucking everybody. In, it, everybody who works yeah. at the township is an asshole. And then, yeah, they have a proverbial stick up their ass. Yeah, and they've had it since I was a kid. It was always a joke. You couldn't build a pool. You couldn't have a pool in South Whitehall Township unless you just built no. it and like, oops. And God forbid you get pulled over there. Yeah. Oh God, they're police. I'm mean, talking about the worst police in the country. Nothing overpaid. Had too much money for the department. Nothing to do. Please don't arrest me and beat me. Uh, Curtis Summers, the designer, actually came to one of the planning meetings to assure the ride would be safe. Provide additional information on the support that would be in the park's lower lake. Uh, but zoning was still an issue. The commission gave conditional approval for the ride at the end of July 1988, but wanted to see what their engineer had to say about plans before making it final. The last piece of the approval puzzle would come before the board of commissioners, but the park missed their monthly August meeting, and at September meeting, Weinstein started the fireworks. The commissioner meeting was filled with a raging debate over the ride's footing in a floodplain <laughs> and how high it should be over the lake 
It looked like the commissioners wanted to delay decision another week. So Harris Weinstein, this is the guy who gave my dad the preseason passes, announced that he would have to abort plans for the ride if the park did not get approval right then and there. He said they needed to get started on the ride to get it open for the 1989 season. Um, at the next meeting in the middle of September, the commissioners forced the park to agree to a resolution that the ride would not generate noise above 85 decibels. Yeah, I doubt that would happen. An agreement that appeared to finally clear the way for the park to begin work. Man, I guess you uh, you have to be an asshole to be a commissioner in this sense. Because there's still is there a way? Down. 85 decibels is not that loud. No. I don't. Is any roller coaster under 85 decibels? Uh, I don't know. But another week went by, and suddenly the commissioner five dB too hot decided to appeal the approval given for the ride by the zoning board almost two months earlier. Hmm. Man. Oh, Ryan, I'm a political operative. Uh, the lawsuit wasn't filed, but the park and commissioners <laughs> did have their day in court. In the middle of October, both parties met in Leah County Court to discuss the matter. Wow. Uh, and you, you know they just looked at the South White. Like, you guys again? By the by, April of 1989, the ride had been they're named. The nosy, they're the nosy neighbor that always has to be at a yeah, the name of the ride had been named Hercules and construction was underway. The coaster was built from both ends inward, meaning the 157, 49 degree, 65 mile an hour drop was built later in construction. 4,000 feet of track and tested were complete. The ride opened for a glitzy media day on May 4th, 1989. There were people dressed in Greek armor and the park played Chariots of Fire for the opening. It was this ride was fucking rough. That's why I love Steel Force so much. It's a much, uh, it, you just glide. It's a much higher drop. It's seventy five miles an hour, and it, you just glide. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't feel like you feel the weightlessness. There's a couple G's that like really pulls at you, but it doesn't whip you. It mm-hmm. doesn't bang you around. The Hercules would give you whiplash essentially. Yeah, you would hear horror stories of people on it. What what mortified me was that curve over the lake. Yeah, yeah. Like that freaked me out. Like I you're kind I of like on the it, side. Like, nope, yeah, not going on it. So, changes to the ride came when Cedar Fair purchased the park in 1992. By 1993, trim brakes were added to the ride's first drop, which itself reprofiled some heavy work was done to the lake turn. The triple up was lowered significantly. The new trains were purchased for the ride. Uh, they kept putting more money and money into this coaster to keep it working uh, and more brakes to, to make it more safe. The first years, I mean, I guess this wasn't safe. Then by early 2003, the news broke. Hercules was being removed for a new floorless roller coaster debuting in 2005. They named it Hydra the Revenge. You know why, Squeezer? Because mm, Hercules slayed Hydra? Yes. So, <laughs> look at me. So Hydra gets her revenge on Hercules by slaying Hercules the roller coaster. I never even put that together. That's mm-hmm. pretty damn clever on yeah. their part. Yep. That's not in the story. I just that's something that like, you, you get when you go you read the the thing there. Huh. I'm proud of myself. Look Hydra's good. Pat, pat myself on the back. 
But um, that's the blue and orange one, right? No, that's Talon. This is the green oh. and purple one. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, Steel Force is still the best roller coaster in the park. I have last time I was there, Steel Force was still the newest roller coaster. So <laughs> it was 1997. Uh, well, when was? Well, Two, no, it was well 2005. 2003, right? uh, Talon went in, and 2005, Hydro went in. Okay, yeah. So it was probably like it was probably in high school. It was probably like 2001, 2002, maybe. We had there. Dorney Parkland Day every year. Oh well, yeah. Where we go all go to Dorney Park. You go blow all your Coke money that you made <laughs> selling blow to all the other kids. Okay, calm down. Calm down. Am I wrong? Uh, Not necessarily you, but... Heroin squeezer. Oh, sorry. Oh, man. Pushing the H. I really don't know. I'm just saying that. I don't know. All right, here is Squeezer's fourth pick. Field Carefree Day, visit me at the wonderful land of make-believe, where kids like you can experience the Dixie Car Jump Ride, or challenge the cargo nets and romp in the ball crawl. Come visit me here at the land of make-believe and ride my airplanes or old frontier train. We have it all for you, a full-size kids amusement park. The land of make-believe, Hope, New Jersey, take Route 80 to exit 12. The parking is free and the admission is low in the land of make-believe. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh yeah, he crashed. Yeah, so probably don't uh, don't get uh, don't get on those red barons then. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they're not safe. Uh, have you? Uh, of course not. Have you ever been? Nope, I don't even Land know what this is. Believe. Hope New Jersey. Uh, it's like an hour from here. Uh, it's uh, an hour in the Jersey. It's uh, kind of like by the Water Gap. Squeezer out that way. Clearly, Dorney Park is as far as my parents were willing to go. We'd shop at the grocery store, Lenko, that was right next to Dorney Park almost every day. So ah. that's why Dorney Park wasn't so, so overreached. Gotcha. Uh, Land of Make Believe was like a the the uh, the Knobles version of uh, Sesame Sesame Place. Okay. It it's a little kids park, so it it's meant for younger children, preteen, uh, a lot of small kiddie rides and stuff like that. I mean, back in my day. Now I guess they started adding some bigger coasters, water rides, wave pool, and it's they've made it like a bigger thing to continue to be relevant and and good for them. They should be. Um, but like when I was there, it was really like it was a kiddie ride heaven, and it you would just uh, like there were there were a lot of rides too. Like your parents couldn't even get on. Like those little like the little planes and like the little jets and stuff. Those cars that go. Carnival rides, but you know, spruced mm-hmm. up a bit, uh, and it was fun. I I have some fond memories of the place. Uh, they have a uh, a DC three cockpit there that you can get into and push all the buttons and pull the levers and shit. So you know, if you ever want to just pretend to fly in, like there's rides, but I'd rather just sit in a static airplane shell and pretend I'm flying it. Mm, me too. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, and so would my brother. <laughs> Oh yeah, he would probably come in with like the little hat and like jump <laughs> vest and all that too, a little crop. Um, Hi, Schmuffin. Hi, Schmuffin. She's coming in um, awful. Believe it or not, this place also had a train ride that you can ride around the park and look at all the people having fun. That was like the thing. My mom's favorite yeah. ride was the Zephyr at Dorney Park. 
Oh. And the sky Oh, ride. the Zephyr. Local train represent. Zephyr. Yeah. Go Zephyrs. <laughs> my mom also rode the sky ride with me, which was like um, like a uh, oh ski lift. Yeah. It, it, it's like the train only. It gives you the opportunity to just want to end it now. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just. Uh, yeah. So here, here's the the best part about the land of make believe. Uh, do you know the legend of uh, Jenny Jump Mountain? I do not. So you go to a little kid's amusement park, a place that has, you know, just little kids' rides. They literally have a maze, and it's just little walls of plywood that your kid can crawl through, and it's a ride. Um, and there's a little, like, castle where there's, like, medieval recreations. Um they also claim to be the home of the Jenny Jump House, and it is like an old farmhouse that is on the property that you could visit and read the plaques, and there were tour guides that can explain to you the history of it. And what is the history? Because um, they're at the base of uh, Jenny Jump Mountain at uh, Jenny Jump State Park, mm-hmm. and the legend was, and I am going to use the terminology that they used when I was there okay. back in the 80s. All right. Go so ahead. Back in the 1700s, there's this little girl, Jenny, that was picking berries up on top of the mountain when some evil engine came and started chasing her. And she ran. And her father was at the bottom of the mountain and said, Jump, Jenny, jump. And she jumped off the mountain to her dad, but she missed and fell to her death and died. Mm. The rock. Muffin, don't do that. Muffin, you're messing up my story here. All right. She, she keeps hitting the microphone. She's nuzzling. She's very, very yeah. affectionate right now. So yeah, got a little lap kid. That. <laughs> that's what you paid a mission for to go to a little kid, a, a strictly little kids themed amusement park is. You get to go visit a house and have someone tell you a story about a girl that jumped to her death. This doesn't exist in 2021, correct? It's still there. Now, and from what I understand, Same story. I, I was trying to, I was curious. I'm like, does this still go on? Mm-hmm. And I, I found comments going back to 2015 where someone went uh, who was a kid, but they went as an adult with their kids, and they purposely went over to that area, the Jenny Jump House. Like, the house still remains it's in the back, like a corner of the property. Sorry, and, like, Sorry, curious, like, where do they stand on this now? And just asking staffers that work at the park, they don't know what the hell you're talking about. And there's like a little plaque and some stuff that explains it. Um, I don't know if they went around and started just scratching out Indian and writing in Native American, or you know that made it like technically it was you know Jenny's family shouldn't have been there. There were some treaties, and they kind of fucked with them. They probably shouldn't have been there. Huh. But what are you gonna do? Um, yeah, and and but they they play it off as it's not a legend. This happened. This is the house. There, there's it's an old farmhouse. There's yeah. no there's no proof that this story ever happened. I mean, it's New Jersey. They got the Pine Barrens. They got the Jersey Devil. They got Jenny Jump. They they make up a lot of shit. They got Maury. They did. They lost him. They, they, That's true. They lost him. My, I, well, technically, was was he ever in New Jersey? No, he was in New York. I went to a Maury taping. What shows did they film, film in Jersey to get away from paying New York taxes? I don't know. 
But yeah, that was that was the highlight and my one my two big takeaways from Land of Make Believe is uh, the uh, well that in the commercial. I remember seeing that spot a lot uh, as a kid, and I remember seeing going in the Devastator, the uh, World War Two uh, bomber, and uh, the I remember that story of uh, Jenny Jump Mountain as a little kid, about a nine year old girl jumping to her death. Huh. Well, God. It's fun time for all. Well, God damn. God damn. All right, um, should we move on to my last pick? We're we're the hour forty six in. We're really steaming through this. I mean, we had a little visit from some people, but <clears throat> we're we're getting near the end. So here's my last pick. Darrell Shellhammer is now the former owner of Terry Hill Water Park. Forty seven oh. years. Yeah, it's mine. This is my last pick. If we all could fly, surprise and soar and leap and flash through the sky. Then we would always know the feeling of Dorney <coughs> Park and Wildwater Kingdom. Excitement, amusement, and recreation for the body and mind in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Pick up money-saving coupons at participating McDonald's restaurants. Let's do Dorney. Ah. I'm talking Wildwater Kingdom and when I almost drowned. My dad, so we had these season tickets. Hmm. And and I wasn't like a hundred percent the best swimmer yet. And we were on the my dad had me he went without my mom and he had me do the lily pads where you hold on to this rope above you and like jump to the lily pads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was short as fuck. So I was on the rope and hanging and I jumped to the and I I dove I dove in. And like I, I they're like, Is he dead? But Those thankfully were hard. Yeah. Wildwater Kingdom was the nation's safest water park, according to an article from the Morning Call on Tuesday, August 7th, 1990, Squeezer. Oh, good for them. So, Joseph M. Miniger broke his stride. This is written by Susan Snyder again, the same one who wrote the last one. So, get ready to hear a picture oh, She's painted. got the Dorney Park beat. She definitely was right in the 90s Dorney Park beat. Joseph M. Miniger broke his stride, stopped in mid-sentence, and stared at two children floating in inner tubes down... The Runaway River, a ride at Dorney Park's Wildwater Kingdom. They're not allowed out of the inner tubes, said the water park director, noticing one of the children hanging over the end of his. He gripped an orange whistle around his neck, began to move it to his lips, and then saw the boy recoil without prompting. She really good. God damn, she is good. Yeah, she read a novel. The more control you have, the safer you are, said the bare-chested miniger. Dressed in headband, sunglasses, and shorts. Oh, I, she's definitely written a romance novel. Uh-huh. We like to control as much as we can without being so strict that you can't have fun. It's a strategy Minninger, a retired high school aquatics teacher, passes on to the 150 lifeguards, which my cousin was part of, at the 38-acre water park in South Weddell Township. He does it by show, taking turns at lifeguard shifts. And by once a week in service training for lifeguards, many of whom are high school and college students, home for the summer. It seems to work. Wildwater Kingdom recently was named the safest water park in the nation in a 1989 audit of about 90% of such parks in the country. Ellison Associates Aquatic Safety Consultants based in Texas conducted surprise inspections of about 150 amusement parks before picking its winner. Wildwater Kingdom received the top honor for the third consecutive year. And that year, some... College, some busty college fucking woman dragged me out of the lily pads. I told my dad, I don't think he can swim. <laughs> oh, 
Did you did you try pulling some Sandlot shit? Yeah, Wendy Peppercorn. Hell yeah, I did. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Nah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't like, and I wasn't that savvy then. The 1989 season marked the second time the Dorney has recognized the magazine of having the highest attendance. Uh, oh, the highest attended water park, too. Damn. Not us. Wild Water Kingdom had no reported accidents in the 1989 and 1990 season, so they didn't report me almost drowning, I guess. <laughs> uh, Dorney Park has only one, the recent collision of two cars at Thunderhawk Roller Coaster, which caused 17 people to be checked in the area hospitals. Accidents must be reported so, if someone requires medical assist. Oh, I was fine. I didn't. I was just. Nah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of little fat kids or, you know, skinny mm. little, you know, things that are just flailing around in the water that they go, Ugh, all right. And that giant pool of urine called the wave pool. Yeah. They got to break up their little flirting session on the edge of the water and go in and get you. Have you been to Wild Water Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, I was probably there twice. I'm surprised with how little you got in the Dorney Park you made it to Wild Water. There's probably like a 20 to 1 ratio for most people of Dorney Park to Wild Water. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So I'm probably I'm, I'm a 5 to 2. Mm. Yeah, you know, mitigate my fractions. That's all. That's my story of almost drowning in Wild Water. That's how I wanted to round out the night. Squeezer. Nice. Now, um, that you gi- went to Wildwater Kingdom. That giant pirate on our image. <laughs> I I adore you for that. By the way, mm, you're you might have gone to Wildwater Kingdom, but we went down the street. Darrell Shellhammer is now the former owner of Terry Hill Water Park. Forty-seven years. It's time to move on in my life and enjoy the rest of the world what I got left. So the big question, of course, is who bought it? Well, he's right next door. The owner of Clover Hill Winery is now the proud owner of Terry Hill Water Park. I view it as a diamond in the rough, and we're going to make it sparkle. One thing is for certain. I have no desire to personally operate the water park. For you diehard Terry Hill fans, don't despair. While Script wants the land around it, the park itself is on a separate deed. And yes, it's still for sale to the right person. The door is open. The possibilities are sort of endless. They never you sold hear that? it, right? What's that? Did they ever sell it? I think no, I ju- it, this is stories like three years old already. It's gone, right? They tore it all down. No, it's still there, just rotting. Really? Is, is it still on 222? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I... You know, Dorney Park is also on 222 and closer to our house when you said I just went down the road. It's, it's, we had to pass Dorney Park to go to this place. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you had to pass Wildwater Kingdom to go to this this place. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a fun park. It was small. It's like, imagine if your friends... Um, I just took... Two twi- so, w- w- I was going to Reading, and I was at um, that place at the, the, the Whole Foods, that restaurant. So, I took 222 instead of Shantz, and I don't remember seeing Terry Hill. Uh, it, Maybe I just wasn't looking. Way? I mean, it's down there. I mean, a lot like the... Um... So I came from the bypass all the way to Reading. Wouldn't, okay. I, have, wouldn't I have passed it? Did You didn't go... Uh, I yeah, didn't you go shots. It had been yeah. on your left. Yeah, I, I, must, I must not have paying, been paying attention. I mean, I, 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 it's hard to admit. It's probably so overgrown now. 
I mean, it's just grass and concrete. They tore down uh, a number of the slides that were there. Um, so it's you're looking at, like, the lazy river in the pool. Mm. So you probably wouldn't even notice it. The pirate's gone. The pirate uh, was auctioned off to uh, an antique dealer in Oklahoma. I think they paid, like, seven grand for it. Oh, man. But I hope it finds a good home. You know, some pirate-themed restaurant, maybe, or, you know, what and what not. Or, or maybe a mom-and-pop uh, water park <laughs> down the street from a very big uh, nationally recognized water park. You know, it's, it's all the same. Yeah, sure. Um, but imagine your friend owns a swimming pool at the bottom of a hill and then decides to build some water slides into the hill, and that's Terry Hill Water Park. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I've never I been it. there. I spent a ton of time there. Uh this is where my parents love to go. I think it was a crowd thing. I just, I don't know why. They just got the idea of them. I don't know if they thought like they were getting a deal because they're like, oh, well, we can go to Wild Water. What was admission to Wild Water Kingdom? No idea. Probably like 20 bucks. It was, eventually it became like two parks for the price of one. So your ticket got you the both. All right, so let's say it was 20 bucks, and you can go to Wild Water Kingdom and have, like, the most amazing time in the biggest water park with all kinds of slides and rides and crazy shit going on. Or we can pay $12 and go to Terry Hill and pack our own lunch, and uh, the kids can play in the pool and go down the uh, concrete uh, drainage tube slide. They li- like, I've talked about this before in the show. They literally took... Uh, concrete sewer drains rubberized it and pumped water down it and now it's a slide hmm. and there was a snake face painted on it it was fun yeah it was uh, an interesting site there's a couple uh, YouTube videos uh, I suggest you go check out if you guys are interested and it's guys that just kind of wander onto the property and check it out like within the last year or two mm-hmm. um doing the tour but yeah just the terry hill water park um they they had lily pads there were a couple of lily pads my favorite ride was the rope swing um because you can't just do that in any river no but uh no it was a a lot a lot of fun little memories there and like oh okay i think once my mom let me buy a hot dog there that was pretty cool you bought a hot dog at at yeah, at the pool. Yeah, normally pool food is nachos, nachos and Swedish fish, but once I bought a hot dog. That is disgusting. What? You don't eat them like you don't mix them together. You eat, eat the nachos and you eat the Swedish fish. With the you take them in the pool with you, so you I get thought, a little bit of the chlorine. No, I was gonna say yeah, better. the pool and the hot dog. Or the... Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, by the time I, the hot dog made it from the food stand to the pool, it never made it. Okay. It's gone. Well, all right. Well, that's good to know. All right. Well, that's it. We got through theme park stories. My God. My God. What did you, what did you think, Squeezer? That was fun. I was looking forward to this one. I was I was looking forward to last week's, but then I realized last week I didn't have any stories. It's just I liked these things. Mm-hmm. Whereas these ones, I have like uh, these ones, this ones. I don't know. Ugh. Oh, hold on. Oh, no. Hi, everybody. I'm just here to tell you that Squeezer <laughs> used to put Swedish fish on his hot dogs when he was waiting in line for the lunch. <laughs> so, wait, you were telling me he was waiting in line for lunch, 
and he had both Swedish fish and hot dogs. Yeah, I don't know. He brought the hot dogs and Swedish fish from home. It was like his lunch line waiting food. Scooter, is that true? <laughs> you had a snack waiting for the lunch. Your lunch lady is so revealing on here. <laughs> Putting beef stroganoff in your starter jacket. <laughs> Filling your plastic line backpack with... With my basketball hoop netting uh, for my uh, pencil pouch. Basketball hoop netting for pencil pouch? He didn't really keep pencils in there. It was a knife, fork, and spoon set that he had from Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say lunch was his best subject. <laughs> Joe asked if lunch lady was related to Snagglepuss. <laughs> Exit stage right. I was trying. I was gonna do um, Adam Sandler. Leave it to your mama. Like. You got some cock and some balls. Play with them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I had it. Yeah. I was you probably st- listening to it while I was waiting in line for my beef stroganoff. You got to stroke your ding-dong for mama? That was the same as, why did? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know, Eleanor. <laughs> I'm just sitting here trying to not have a seizure while squeezes eat hot dogs waiting in line for dinner. <laughs> what kind of crazy stuff is that? All right, Davey. <laughs> Never busted out my whitey on the show before. Joe should love that. All right. Well, we had enough of Squeezer's lunch lady yeah, for now. We'll tell. We'll save for her now. for another week until Enchantress fucking kills me. I, I, I'm surprised she hasn't, um, like opened the door and slammed it again just to stop me from doing <laughs> Squeezer's lunch lady. You knock it the fuck off. But this was fun. Squeezer, what are we we doing next week? Do you remember? I don't know. I deleted all my pics. Uh, I think I sent it to you, right? Yeah, but then I deleted it. Then you deleted it. Well, I have it. I don't have it. Shit. I thought I had it in... uh... This is looking at my... Notes on the rad years. Oh, here it is. So next week is another water episode. Seven seven, the water episode part two. We're tired. You know, I had us. Uh, we were babysitting Enchantress's nephew, and the kid, the neighborhood kids were over, and I busted out all eight of my super soakers, and we had a water gun fight <laughs> in the side yard. They loved it. I have two super so- super soaker one hundreds, two of the new super soaker fifties, two of the thirties, and two of the twenties. And you I had like all- strapped like Neo going in to get Morpheus. Oh yeah, they they were having a blast. So kids still like Super Soaker. We had a water gun fight, epic water gun fight. That was a lot of fun. So we'll uh, we'll be back next week with the water episode. Then the following week, summer blockbusters again, then some more summer memories, then summer television, and uh, an up all night watch along. And then we won't do a live show. We'll have uh, a pre recorded show because we'll be doing music fest. Then Athletes Go Hollywood, The Dog Show. And then all of September is 1994, television in 94, movies, video games, junk food, and toys. And that rounds out. That rounds out our summer squeezer. That's our summer schedule. We're almost done. We're in July. It's July 1st right now, squeezer. 12.38 a.m. Did I lose you? 
I lost him. Squeezer. Squeezer. Maybe he had to he had to run. Kids are yelling, so I'll close the show by myself. We'll be back next week with the water episode two. I'm Squeeze. I'm not Squeezer. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer's lunch lady. And that's Squeezer. We'll be back next week. We love you. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to rate and review us on the Radius Podcast. We'll be right back.